Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Moran, and our guest today is Dave Kirpin. Dave is currently CEO of Apprentice, CEO of Remembering.Live, and executive chairman of Florence Health. He founded or co-founded five companies, written four best-selling books, including a children's book, and he has a ton of insights to help business owners run better companies. So I'm excited today to have Dave Kirpin on the Small Business Edge podcast. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to, to you know, long time, uh, long time fan, first time podcast guest. Uh, so I'm very excited. Good, good. Well, and and I appreciate it. You know. You are, to me, like the enigma of what entrepreneurship is, because anybody who looks at your LinkedIn profile goes, OK, when the hell does this guy sleep? Because you're like a man who's in constant motion. You're either running this company, starting that company, writing this book, volunteering your time here, being part of this board. Right. But before we get to that, we have to put things in priority order. All right. So how about those Mets? <laughs> how about them? How about them? You know, uh, 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 yes. Uh, you know, I think we met we met through uh, Twitter and our shared love of uh, the Mets, Brian. And uh, yes, it's been a wonderful month to be a Mets fan. And I am uh, 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 I'm super excited. I just uh, renewed my my license plate and I changed. Uh, I got I got LFGM 22. So uh, I am ready. To go for next wow. year. Wow, you could probably sell that for a pretty penny after they win the World Series. And I'm not jinxing anything. I don't believe in that. But it's a very exciting time to be a Mets fan. You know what? We always say that, but we've got an owner who is as big a Mets fan. I'll say this. He's as big a Mets fan as you and I are, which is exciting. He is, and he's really committed to putting his money where his mouth is. And we haven't had an owner like that, uh, obviously, uh, certainly in my lifetime. And uh, so it's um, it's it's really exciting. It really yes. is. Yes. All right. Let's get to the uh, good stuff here for our listeners who aren't necessarily baseball fans or Met fans. So I, I mentioned about your extensive experience and bio and and uh, all that you do in a, in a given day. One of the biggest things that our listeners struggle with is time management, right? Prioritizing their time in a given day. What's your secret to successfully managing your time? Yeah, so I'm, it's very, very structured. And I'm, I've gotten very good uh, over the years at saying no. Um, I, I, I did not, uh, you know, I used to say yes to lots of things. And those things w- would become distractions and they would um, ultimately get in the way of me accomplishing my goals. And so I think um, you know, I've gotten very good at saying no and and also saying yes with conditions. Right. So I have Thursday afternoon office hours every single week. Anyone on the planet that wants to meet with me can meet with me. They just go to schedule and they schedule time on Thursday afternoon. Now they might have to wait six months to get into that time slot because yeah. I can't otherwise, if I met with everyone that wanted to meet with me, I wouldn't have any time all day to do, you know, what I do. So, so this way I'm able to say yes to people, but 
not necessarily derail me. And so I think that the lesson is to really prioritize what's important. And I think most of us struggle with doing that. We want to say yes. We want to be kind. We want to, you know, give other people and other things our time. And then at the end of the week, we, we wonder where all the time went. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you know, 168 hours in a week, right? Everybody gets the same amount of time. And I hear a lot of listeners will say, I don't know how other people fit it all in. One thing that I put together, and this was years ago, and eventually I'm going to write a book on this, but it's about GPS planning. I don't call it a business plan. I call it a GPS plan. And I say, does this action get you any closer to your goal? And I think that's how you get to say yes and no pretty quickly, right? It's kind of like cut to the chase. Saying no is easy, right? But if you say yes, then okay, what are you going to put on the back burner now? Because you're not going to have enough time in a given day, right, to get it done. That's right. That's right. And um, I, I, in my next book, which is really all about delegation, and yes, a big part of delegation is, is time management and. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing about something called the share model. And what the share model says is there are only three things that we should be doing with our time as leaders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those three things that that's the S, the H and the A in share. So the S stands for strategy and vision as leaders or small business owners or entrepreneurs. We set the strategy and vision for our team. That's number one. Right. H is for hire. We hire the right people in the right seats to put in the right seats. That's every, you know, essential for every leader and entrepreneur. And the A stands for assure access to resources, cash and resources to get the job done. So the three things that any great leader needs to do are set the strategy and vision, hire the right people in the right seats, and assure access to capital and resources to get the job done. That's it. That's everything. That's the only thing that you need to do as a small business owner. Everything else needs to be delegated or outsourced. So the R in share stands for remind yourself that if the task at hand isn't one of the three above things, and we need to E, empower somebody to do the job for us. And, you know, for me, I I think a lot of entrepreneurs and small business owners take it as a badge of honor that they do everything, that they're sweeping the floors, that they're doing. It's not a badge of honor. It's not, it's not a good thing if you're working yourself silly and doing everything at at, at the job. Um, The badge of honor is doing nothing is sitting back and like, Counting and, and, and being able to have time for to hang out with your with your with your Mets fan buddies because you know you've put the right people in the right seats and they're gonna get the job done and they're gonna do it well. Maybe yeah. they're not gonna do it the exact same way that you would do it, but they're gonna do it well enough to move forward. Yeah. You know what? That's a fantastic, that is really a great model. I, I love everything about that. And and you're you're dead on. You know, where people have the biggest problem is delegating. Right. They, they're just afraid of of giving up control. And you have to get past that. I mean, if you want to succeed, like to your point, you could either work more hours in the day or you could find the right people who could do the job. Maybe they do it 90 percent of what you would do. But that 90 percent of somebody else doing it frees up how much time for you? Uh, 
Absolutely. You, you, you hit the nail on the head, Brian. And, 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 and by the way, the other thing you hit the nail on the head is, is the mindset issues. We, we, we spend all this time and money in figuring out systems, uh, Asana and, uh, and Monday.com and Trello and all these things. None of that matters if our mindset is based on fear or lack of trust. The two things that hold us back as, as entrepreneurs, small business owners, are fear that's, that, mm-hmm. that, that somebody else isn't going to do it right, is going to fail, et cetera, and lack of and distrust, lack of trust. I don't trust you to get the job done. So I'm either going to do it myself or I'm going to micromanage you and control you to make sure you do the job perfectly. Both of those things obviously are not are far from ideal. And yeah. so we win where we say, you know what? Yes, I'm a little afraid that it won't get done perfectly, but you know what? I'm, I'm still going to go for it because I'm more afraid of being on my deathbed and thinking maybe I shouldn't have worked 18 hours a day because I would have rather spent some time with my family. And so, yeah. so, so we have to think what fear is so hard, man. Fear is hard. So the way I get over fear is to think of the con is the opposite fear and to make and, and make sure the opposite fear is stronger. So I'm 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 afraid that 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 people that I delegate stuff to are going to mess up. Of course, I'm afraid, but I'm more afraid that I will be stuck in a business that I have to do all the work in and won't have the time to enjoy life and enjoy the time of my family. And since that fear outweighs the first fear, I'm able to like move, move forward, let go and move forward. Yeah. And, and what you're talking about is fear and trust in the best of times, you know, let's, let's now throw into the mix the last two years, because you talk a lot about the emotional aspects of entrepreneurship, which I want to get into because you overlay that the, you know, you talk about fear, you talk, you know, you talk a lot about anxiety. You also talk a lot about gratitude. So these are the emotional layers that we, we, we overlay onto our daily lives and responsibilities and how much harder does it get to run a successful business? Yeah, it's it's um, it's been a very emotionally trying time for the planet. Yeah. Um, I, I can't I don't think I mean, I'm sure I, I wouldn't have said that ever before. Right. I, I, I might have talked about, you know, what to do when you're stressed out and we all have periods of stress. But I think I can safely say here in 2021 that it's the first time in sort of again in our lifetimes that I would say that it's been a stressful couple of years for the entire freaking planet and yeah. so that's hard so so we, we we have to recognize that and have some grace for ourselves for sure like there's no advantage to beating ourselves up over the past it doesn't help to think you know woe is me so we got to give ourselves some grace this is a very very hard time to be uh, a human <laughs> uh, a business owner uh, a parent a fill in the blank it's hard and right. In spite of that being hard, we, we, we still need to move on. We wake up, we, we have our day every single day. And, 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 and you mentioned gratitude. Like for me, um, I overpower my own fear and anxiety with gratitude and wonder and appreciation. And these feelings help elevate my mood every single day and help go- get me in a, a great place to make the most out of every minute that I've got. Um, and not let that fear, anxiety, stress consume me um, or or bring me down, basically. Right. And I think at some point, <clears throat> in order to have long-term success, you need to get to the root causes 
of the fear and the anxiety and the stress. You know, I talk about being reactive versus proactive. You know, reactive is waking up every morning and, you know, reaching for your phone before you even your feet hit the floor and it's a problem, 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 problem. And so, as I say, you know, you're putting on your fireman's coat because now you're going to put out fires. And if you stop to think about it, you're putting out the same fire every single day, whether it's a bad employee or a bad customer or a bad process. And, and people who are caught up in the weeds, they don't see the root cause of that. They don't say, wow, if I just got rid of that bad employee, my life would be so much easier. Or if I fired that customer, think about the weight that would be lifted from all of our collective shoulders. So it's important, and I think you would agree with this, that people take the time, you know, it goes back to time management, take the time to get yourself out of the weeds of your business and put yourself in the clouds and look down and say, okay, here's where we were, here's where we are, here's where we'd like to go. Yeah. Right. What do you think? Yeah, totally. That's where that strategy and vision comes in. Right. So as leaders, we have to be able to have the time and the mental bandwidth to focus on the big picture, the strategy and vision. And if we are too consumed, frankly, if we're at all consumed with the weeds, we're not going to be able to focus on the strategy and the, and the vision and the big picture. So we, ha- and I, I know it's hard to get out initially, right? So let's say you're listening right now and you are stuck in the weeds and you're hearing, okay, easy for Dave and Brian to talk about this, but what do I actually do to get out? Okay. The first thing is make a commitment to oneself to hire, outsource, right. find somebody else to <clears throat> do this job. And if that means you're going to make a little less money, so be it. You have to take short-term hits in right. order to in order to build the long term. Otherwise, you're, you're stuck. You know, in the cleaning the floors the, all, all the time. That's <laughs> never right. business if you're stuck cleaning the floors. You can't. Right, and and it's having it's having a proactive plan. You know, understanding. Do you ever play the what if game? You know what that is like. What if this happens? How would we respond? What yeah, if? Yeah. What if our computers get hacked? What if we lose our biggest client? What if we, you know, that's part of the fear, right? The underlying fear and the anxiety is because you don't know what the road ahead holds. And you look at it and you say, well, okay, then I'm going to be afraid of everything. But if you play the what if game and you write down those answers, then you put it behind that glass, you know? So like in case of emergency, break this glass (laughs) and pull out your plan. So it's interesting. You must talk to a lot of business owners who come to you for advice and mentorship. What do you see as probably the most common issue that's keeping them up at night? Yeah, it's a close tie between inability to delegate right. and, um, and a re- refusal to fire uh, an employee that isn't, isn't, isn't the right fit. Yeah. What about, what about finances? Uh, I mean... I mean, look, again, if you don't have access to capital, that can be a challenge. Right. But I, I, it's, it's a bit of an artificial challenge. I mean, sometimes people think, <clears throat> oh, I can't start this business until I raise X dollars. Right. That's, that's, it's not true. I mean, there, there, there's, there's like, for instance, I had an entrepreneur that came to me once, build a, um, an app and, you know, had no idea and, you know, I, I need to raise money. 
I said, well, okay, look, imagine this. Maybe you don't need to raise money. Yeah. Let me give you two other options. One is to find a technical co-founder. Okay. That's hard. Fine. The other is look at no code. I saw a demo the other day from uh, one of my mentees who built a beautiful app that works perfectly using no code. Um, it, yeah. she, she just, she has not had a code, but she, she did it. So there's, to me, there's always solutions and we might think we have one problem, i.e. no money, yeah. but in reality, there's another, there's another problem there, there and there's another solution to the actual problem. Yeah. And so ask questions, you know, every business owner should have a board of advisors, right? People who can see things from different angles and that board of advisors better be diverse because if they look the same as you and they sound the same as you and they act the same as you, then you're only going to be able to see things from one angle, right? And I'm going to make a quick plug for my son who uh, is in IT and he works for a company called Zoho and he works on an app called Creator. It's low code, no code platform that allows businesses to kind of, you know, plug and play with a little bit of code, custom solutions for their businesses. So things like that are out there. And so yeah, if, yeah. if you don't know it, somebody in your network does. So, right. You should, if you're a business owner, find your network and learn to ask questions. Totally. Um, Greg, a hundred percent. We actually just, uh, we just put, put together our advisory board for, um, for Florence Health, the uh, uh, healthcare media company that I, I, I took on a chairman role for earlier this year. And I, I was doing exactly what you said. I was finding a very diverse group of professionals that had insights and experiences that I don't have because that's who I can learn from. Not people like me. I, I don't need people like me. I need people that are not like me that have, that have different skill sets and experiences and backgrounds um, to, to learn from. All right. We, we're we're kind of getting in the home stretch. We have about four or five minutes left in our podcast. So I want to ask you a little bit, kind of like a lightning round, just questions that come top of mind. Um, what's your favorite part of the day? Uh, morning. You, we get what you are you are you a planner? Go ahead. Post coffee morning. Post coffee morning. <laughs> I love so, that. I, I've gone through bouts of of of, of um, trying to kick uh, caffeine, but I, I am not in that mode right now. I am in full on uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, addict mode. So, but but um, morning, uh, uh, get my son off to school, have have my coffee, and I always feel like I can take on uh, you know the entire world, and I'm roaring to go, ready to seize the day. What is one thing you wish you did more of in a given day? Believe it or not, um, writing. <laughs> and um, I'm, okay. I've been a pretty prolific writer over the last uh, several years, but I wish I had written uh, more. When I write, I always feel prouder, more accomplished, more um, you know, um, uh, clear in my own thoughts. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think writing is like an amazing skill slash um, uh, practice that that we all that we all could do more of. Including like an outlet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a, the ultimate expression of thought and ability to articulate and think and uh, create um, and scale our thoughts. Frankly, if we end up sharing that writing, you know, we, you know, I, I like writing for writing's sake, but of course I, as a marketer, I like writing to then share that, that work as well. So yeah. Um, yeah. 
I would agree. I would agree. You know, that expression, the cobbler's children who have no shoes. That's I'm a writer. I went to journalism school. I don't write nearly as much as I'd like to for myself and, and just kind of clear my head. That's I appreciate that. I'm going to take that into consideration. Hopefully I can incorporate it in 2022. What I what I advise my mentees on is to write five minutes a day. And sometimes that five minutes becomes more. And sometimes that five minutes is sitting in front of a of a computer and not getting anything out. But the the discipline of trying for five minutes to get one's thoughts out, that that's a really that in my experience, that's been a really valuable practice. So I'm I'm gonna date myself here, but I am old school. When I think about writing, I have about 35 notebooks in my filing cabinet. And uh, I grab a pen, I grab a notebook, I go sit out in my backyard and I write. So well, here's the good news. I guess that's old school. And thanks to new technology, there are actually apps that'll convert your handwriting on a journal to yeah. the, to, uh, 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 the, 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 the printed word for, for use in other places. Well, that's another takeaway from me. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, social media. What's your go to platform? Like if you if your favorite platform or if you've got something you want to share, you want to look at. I mean, LinkedIn has been the most valuable platform for me over the years um, from a business perspective, from a monetary perspective. So I, I, I got to go with LinkedIn. It's just got the highest, uh, the best signal to noise ratio, the, the, the most um value uh, for me and the most uh, real people because LinkedIn is connected to people's actual identities and actual careers. Mm -hmm. They are much kinder, more considerate and more valuable in their generally speaking than on pretty much any other social network where people can hide behind, you know, blah, 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 you know, just say whatever they want. Yeah. Have you done your, your, uh, your plans for 2022? Do you have a a vision board or do you have a goals that you set for, for next year? I, I, it's funny you ask. Um, I met with my mentor this morning and these I'm holding up. Um, I've got in my hand the, my, uh, my goals for 2021 and I'm, I'm going to spend the next two weeks. Um, uh, I've already sort of evaluated them, but I'm going to spend the next two weeks building my goals for 2022. Uh, they're due December 22nd uh, of 2021. So not yet. The answer is not yet, but uh, certainly a work in progress. So you have somebody who holds you accountable to those goals. You know, one of my favorite articles uh, and chapter titles that I've ever written is called uh, Don't Be Accountable to Yourself. So it's a bit, yeah, it's it's obviously a bit of a of a pun, but the point is, when we are accountable to ourselves alone, we, we are not accountable. When no one, no one is. I mean, honestly. And so when we have accountability partners, mentors, peers, um, advisors, then we have somebody to show up for, and then we are way more likely to actually do the work. Um, be accountable um, and, and hit our goals. So yes, I am a huge, huge fan of that. Awesome. awesome. And do you, do you meet with your accountability partner on a regular basis? Every two weeks. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. great. So for all our listeners, I mean, we're giving you probably a dozen at least takeaways for the way you can hit the ground running next year and really make it your best year ever. You know, I hope you're hearing uh, I got to find an accountability partner. I got to have a board of advisors for my business, people who can see my world in from different angles. For me, time management is kind of the glue that holds everything together. You know, you got to have the discipline. You got to have the commitment. 
you know, and, and so whatever three word mantra is going to get your ass out of bed and get you over whatever hump or obstacles in front of you, you know, write that on a, on a t-shirt, on a whiteboard, on your computer, make it your screensaver, but something that's going to remind you that discipline, commitment, accountability are going to all kind of help you stay focused on, on the tasks at hand. Um, Dave, this is awesome. This really is. You, you gave us more in 30 minutes than people would get in an MBA course. Uh, uh, well, thank you. That is extremely generous, but uh, thank you. Thank you. I, no, I, 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 I listen, you took it, it's like I got the cliff, the cliff notes to like all of Shakespeare's works, you know, in college. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Forget your Harvard MBA, guys. You've heard the small business edge. Brian and Dave, and you're good. You're good to go. That's right. That's right. And the next time you see us, we'll probably be at a Mets game together. And a, d- a doubleheader, Scherzer and DeGrom. I, I, I will be at opening day for my uh, now 07, 37th consecutive year. I'm very, very excited about that. And uh, but I agree. Opening day two, of course, is 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 now more because you you get you 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 kind of got to be at Scherzer's opening day too. Oh, so you're saying that Degrom's our opening day pitcher? I mean, no. I mean, come on. Is there any yeah. doubt? You you got to go with Degrom in this. Case. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And God you know, it's against the Nationals. God willing, he's healthy. Like, look, obviously, yes. but, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, if 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 all goes well, yeah, it's the Grom, then Scherzer, and then then uh, what do you think? 162 and 0, or maybe we lose a couple. I don't know. I, I'm gonna say realistically, I, you know what? The Braves are great. They really are, and they've got you know Acuna and Soroka coming back. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to be competitive, and I think they're going to make. I think they're not done with free agency. I want to see a certain maybe third baseman, another starting pitcher, and you can never have enough relief. We are such greedy Mets fans, but <laughs> we've, we've, been, we've, been, uh, we've been trained to expect big, big things. So hopefully, hopefully all goes well. Brian, great to see you, and thanks again for yes. having me. Dave, it's, it's a pleasure. I'd love to have you back on maybe right before the start of the season. Sounds good. Sounds good. All Bye. right. And everybody, you've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran. Thank you for all your feedback, your comments. Please keep them coming. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Small Business Edge podcast soon. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.